Hey everyone, this is Sean from Wasted Knowledge. Thank you for tuning in for our second part of our Dr. Sarah Milkovich interview. Uh, this will be the, the last half of the interview from the live recording at DragonCon 2019 with the lead scientist of the Mars Rover 2020 project, or mission. Uh, hope you enjoy it. Sit back, relax, enjoy. One of my first alcohol-serving jobs was for a winery, and then uh, my, my godparents actually owned a winery in upstate New York, in, oh, the, wow. in their Finger Lakes. Yeah, that's, that's where I'm from. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Yes. So, so I, and I, so, I okay, loved... So, so when I was growing up in the Finger Lakes, like, all of the wineries were terrible, was what <laughs> I had heard. Okay. The, I, I think, I feel that they've gotten... They've gotten better. Okay. I, the last time I went was, let's say, six years ago. Okay. <clears throat> but they took me like a little road trippy tour, like around the Finger Lakes. Oh, let's hit up that place. Let's hit up that place. Well, I, and, and it's kind of funny because the city got better. A lot of them have been good for a really long time. It's just people's palates have changed. Oh. But, oh okay. So people are starting to stray away from the California wines. Okay. Okay. So like your California Chardonnays, your California Cabernets. I mean, people still love them, but they're super big, juicy. Right, hot yeah. comet and stuff like that. And now people are going back towards old world style, which is high minerality. The okay. terroir is a big deal. So like the Finger Lakes now are, are like a really a hot commodity because a lot of minerality up there. The wines that are coming out of there aren't, they, they just have a different flavor profile than the California ones. I'm sure, and they, they've, they've probably figured out a few things also because yeah. it's a different thing. I'm but people sure are kind of like, people are kind of like, oh, it doesn't, Chardonnay doesn't have to taste like, like Napa Chardonnay. Yeah, yeah. It can taste like this. I'm and pretty sure that when I was growing up, because uh, when we had guests, we would occasionally go to a winery, but for the restaurant at the winery, and I'm pretty sure that they were like trying to make wine from Concord grapes or something like oh, that. Oh, nice. So. Yeah, and that's like, that's kind of like, uh, like here, like up in Blue Ridge in the, in the lower Appalachians, there's a lot of wineries in Georgia, up in North Georgia. And there's not a lot of good ones, but they're figuring it out. Yeah. And yeah. people are kind of like, oh, this is different. It's good. It's just not what I'm used to tasting when I taste this grape. And people like that these days. I think it's cool because the smaller family-owned wineries. Oh, those like are the, the most. Craft those are the thing. most fun yeah. to go it's visit. It's like the craft beer certainly. thing. It, it's yeah. kind of gone over to wine too. People are like, well, I mean, this is delicious. It's different. It's good. So that was. Um, I love Finger Lake wine. When I I was in grad school in Rhode Island, and we would every so often borrow one of the geology departmental vans for field trips. We would pay an undergrad to drive us around and we would go wine tasting because there's only like six at the time anyway there were only like six wineries in all of Rhode Island and Rhode Island is small enough that you can visit all of them <laughs> and so that was sort of our like geology grad student bonding experience it was like we would go around wine tasting that's awesome. that was, hey buddy you're the DD yeah yeah <laughs> absolutely we're gonna learn some stuff <laughs> let's talk about rocks and wine I wanna rock <laughs> Uh. There you go. Yeah, yeah, no, it's gonna happen. <laughs> so actually, the, I think the weirdest thing I tasted while I was up there was a a grape whiskey. Huh. And this and this winery slash distillery was so proud. They're like, oh, we we got a master distiller from Kentucky, and he's gonna make us a really great bourbon style grape whiskey. And I like it. Had been in bartending for a couple years, so my my godparents, oh, it's, 
It's gonna be great. We're gonna have you taste this. It's gonna be so cool. It's right up your alley, which is I enjoyed their enthusiasm. I was excited, and then I tasted it. It was like, oh yeah, that's whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. I'm, no, I mean, that's, you gotta age that for like another five years, brother. <laughs> See, I, I, um, because part of my like, family is originally get from. Get that away from the microphones. The, the, from, uh, from Croatia, and then oh, okay. my husband's family is originally from the Czech Republic, so I'm kind of, I'm slightly obsessed by the like homebrew schnapps that they do, yeah. and I went online and I, I read this thing about how do they make Schlievavitz, and it's like, they walk the neighborhood and they find the, the, the plum trees in the neighborhood, and then everybody has their own mash that they're doing in their own backyard, and then you walk to the neighborhood distillery where there's this babushka who's like monitoring it, and you always, you make the fire for the people behind you in line, and then you like distill it, and the babushka helps you mix it to the right thing. And I was like, why do we not have this kind of neighborhood tradition here? Like, why did we not import this? With, like, why did the immigrants not bring this with them? I would like a neighborhood distillery to, uh, to for my, my uh, the plum trees that I have, ca- I have picked up around my neighborhood. You, do you actually have plum? I do not have plum oh. trees, but we have we have lemon trees in in California. We have a lot of neighborhood lemon trees, so I figure that that you can do something with that. Lemoncello, man. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's like one of the first things I learned how to make was uh, was lemoncello. My brother brought back a recipe from Italy. I uh, see, married a lady in the Navy. They were out there for like five years, and he came back. He's like, hey man, I make some lemoncello. I'm like, great. What do we do? He's like, get some Everclear. He's like, I already like it. <laughs> Step one. Yes. <laughs> Everclear. Yes. Uh, and you just take take like twelve lemons, just just get uh, get all the yellow off. Uh, usually using like a, a small zester or grater, and just let it sit for two weeks. And whatever volume you have, make that much simple syrup. Use a little bit of vanilla powder. Good to go. Because I tried to make lemoncello. Gotta go high proof. I did, I but I think I let it sit too long or something. I don't know. It came out kind of strange, and then I gave some to some friends who were like, Sarah, you've invented alcoholic rocket fuel. <laughs> I mean, so so I, I haven't tried it since then. It, sh- it, it should be a little hot. <laughs> That's yeah. the best part about it. It's like, wow, this is like Add more sugar. syrupy <laughs> pancake lemony syrup. Oh, and I'm really drunk now. <laughs> Yeah, I think I didn't put enough sugar in it. What you making over there, Sean? I am making a cocktail called a Tom Riddle. Tom Riddle. I made it. Yes. Excellent. Yes. Uh, well, we were gonna call it a Volta Malort because it uses Malort. Uh, then... <laughs> what is Malort? Malort is a is a Swedish liquor, or comes from the, a style of Swedish liquor that is just wormwood and neutral spirits, aka vodka. Huh. It's only uh, distilled in. Chicago. So now. so it came it came uh, to Chicago popularity in Chicago and there's only one distillery that made it, it was Jepson's, and Jepson's was sold uh, actually eight or nine years ago now uh, to a distillery in Florida that kept the name but moved the distillery down there and they still really only sell in Chicago because because uh, Malort by itself is is rather dry and herbal and bitter and just lingers on your palate forever. Uh, so as a joke shot, which is what they use in Chicago, it's kind of useless or. It's a good joke shot. As a bittering agent in a cocktail, it's fantastic because it kind of clings on to all the other flavors and just kind of stretches them out and makes them kind of just sit on your palate more. And it's amazing. 
Um, and a friend of mine made me do a shot. I said, I hate you. I'm going to figure out how to get this on the menu at, <laughs> at Canoe in Atlanta, which is one, one of the high-end restaurants here in Atlanta. And it's been on there for two and a half years now. Nice, nice. So, so do you do that a lot where you're like, oh, I, like here's a ridiculous ingredient. Let me figure out how to make it work. I, lo I love it when someone says something's useless. Okay. So I, 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 why? Why is it useless? Why is this box? Why should we throw it out? Why can't we turn it into a bar? Okay. You know, um, there's there's a lot that I think that we look at it and just make a value judgment and just kind of stop there mm -hmm. instead of considering what else it could be. Uh, and oh, actually, we, if you want to, Jody, you, 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 you I finished you, you, oh my. Oh my god! Okay, fine. That's <laughs> 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 Yeah. Not a geologist. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Very good. Oh, that's really good. The bottom is of my glass is so cold I can see like like kind of steam coming off of it. <laughs> yeah, I think as a bartender, that's one one of our favorite things to do is not necessarily be. Like, it doesn't have to be a useless product or anything, but it's to find the the parts of a product that, well, parts of the product that do work well or do, and then make that flourish in a cocktail. Mm -hmm. So, like he said, like this, you can play mix match Malort with us later, and you can find. Out. <laughs> we we, um, we have one game on this podcast, yes, yes. and it's called it's, Mix Match Malort. It's, um, it's torturous. Oh, uh, what's what's the the. Three card three, Monty. Three card Monty, but uh, with alcohol. With a shot of Malort. Oh dear. Yeah, but um. We'll do a little bit. We'll but do it's, like it, it's 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 horrible. I hate it so much. <laughs> so it, it, and I like, but I have a like I'm sensitive to like really astringent. Okay. Things, so I hate it. It's disgusting. But this cocktail is great because, like he said, he found what was good about it. It's very absinthe. Yeah. And it kind of stretches it out, and so he was able to make a. Oh, yeah, the, the so, so the the rift the, uh, the, the the alcohol. So I, I do like when I'm I get to travel a lot. I'm very fortunate in that, and I like to try sort of the local. Um, this is our this is our national liqueur kind of mm, thing. Yeah. And so I was in Iceland, and they were like Brennevin, oh. yeah. which is also called Black Death. Yes. And oh my god! So like it's it. like it's like made from caraway. It's like distilled caraway, as far as I can oh, tell. Okay, yeah. so I tried it, and like, and I think you know. Okay, I do drink you know schlitzies and various schnapps, and I, I feel like I have a, a a good tolerance for that kind of thing. I could not fi I could not drink Brennevin. So what would you? You, you, by your facial expressions, I, I am judging that you have tried Brennevin. Yeah. Well, what do you do with Brennevin? I, I have, I, I, I have a similar interest in like, I love it. I love what countries do with just weird, random. Uh, yeah, we can make alcohol out of this. <laughs> yes. Anything. Right. Rotten shark. Let's bring right. it on. <laughs> Our spawn shall become geologists. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, I mean, honestly. I, that, to me, that actually, that strikes that it would probably pair well with a, some kind of gin. Okay. Um, probably like in a, a smaller ratio, like an eighth or a quarter ounce to like an ounce of gin or something like that. In a in a in a simple cocktail, it actually would probably go as well as an accent in um, Bloody Marys. Ah, okay. 
Um, what comes to mind? Oh, uh, you know, you could probably do something also with it with um, mezcal, something smoky. Because mm. caraway and smoke go well, decently See, well together. Mezcal is one of the only alcohols that I don't like. No, you don't so do cachaça? Huh? Cachaça? Which one is that? The is that the one that goes that's, in the? Is uh, that the Brazilian? That's one? the Brazilian one. It's okay. For a Caipirinha. For a Caipirinha. Yes, yeah. that's. Okay. I will drink those until I get heartburn from the lime juice. <laughs> I love those so much. They're so good. I've never <laughs> had the Brennan. Had Aquavit. It's, it's kind of similar to Aquavit, but it's even more so. It's like Aquavit, but more so. It's the thing that they drink to rinse the taste of the rotten shark out of their mouth. It's, that could be very effective. And, and like, when we were in the Icelandic duty-free and we were looking at the stuff and they had, like, it actually said Black Death on the label. They were like, this is, like, that's what they call it. They call it Black Death. And they were like, okay. Hey, yes, absolutely. But, you know, it's a small island and you do what you got to do. So. What's your favorite? Well, probably the plum shops. Those are yeah, first. I was gonna say. So that's like. that's the one you couldn't do. But what's your favorite worldly liquor that you've tried? Oh, Spirit. Lord. I don't know. Uh, because the thing is, is that like when I'm if I'm in the place where the spirit is made, and it just it just tastes like the area, and it becomes part of the memory of the trip. And then when I have it back in the U.S., it's never the same. I mean, so like, so like I associate, so, so uh, on the 2020 rover, we have a very international team. And I've been fortunate enough to go visiting the different countries where our instruments are being built, or they're now all delivered and put on the rover. But so it's like we would go to Madrid and have just amazing sangria. And then we would go to... Uh, we would go to France and have just amazing, like, just red wine. It was fantastic there. And, um, uh, and then we'd go to Norway, and it would be, yeah, it would be the Akavit in Norway. It was fantastic. And so I just kind of associate it with the places. And, um, like, so, so the, the, the different alcohols are very tied up in those, in those memories for me. That's awesome. I just went to... Not just, but I went to Epcot and did the world's most expensive bar crawl, and that's where I tasted <laughs> half of those things. Nice. <laughs> oh, talking to the microphone. I'm not a professional, Sean. I apologize. I, I just drink and talk to people. Come on, microphone TC. <laughs> so, so actually, to, to kind of work that backwards, mm-hmm. do you have a favorite uh, memory, for, like from one of those times where you're out visiting somewhere and it's just kind of like it's just instantly ingrained in your in your memory of you're drinking this thing, you're at this place, and life is perfect. It's a, lot perfect. Of, it's a lot of different snapshots. So, and it has a lot to do with the people, because a lot of what my role is, is to bring people together and make them feel like, like make them part of a single team, bring a lot of different people together. So, um, you know, it's it's like the moment that I got the very deadpan scientist who's in charge of our Norwegian radar to start laughing and telling jokes when we were in Oslo. And then and just like 
the drinks we were drinking at mm -hmm. that point. And I don't even remember what the drinks were, frankly, because we were a couple in. But, uh, and, but you were drinking, and that's the important part. But we were drinking, and we were telling stories, and then suddenly he was telling me stories and laughing, and he's a very deadpan, sort of Viking kind of guy. And so, you know, that was just like, oh, yeah, like, we are now a team together. It was that kind of feeling. Um, and, uh, and, you know, and one of the, the great things about when, when you get to go travel like this, and you get to go, to go work with people in their country, and then they get to sort of show off their food and their alcohol to you. And I really love that, because then it's like, yeah, like, it's part of just appreciating their culture and, and, and their, their stuff. There was um, one of the memories that's really, really crisp for me. I, um, this is when I, I was still a postdoc, and I was in Italy. We have these, these radar instruments on two of our, our spacecraft orbiting Mars. And they're radar, and they're, they're built joint Italian and US space agencies. And so we operate them together. The science team is a, a mixture of the two. And when I was a postdoc, I was working for one of the US scientists who were on both of these instruments. So I got to go to a team meeting in Rome. And there was one evening where I was with him and a couple other scientists. And they went to this Italian restaurant that they had gone to for years because every time they came out to Rome to like talk about building the spacecraft like all the whole history of building this instrument they always went to this one restaurant and it was a seafood restaurant somewhere in Rome I don't eat seafood and I was like I don't know if I should go with you guys because I don't eat seafood and they're like they'll take care of you it'll be fine so I uh so we went in and they were like and and I mean like these like their pictures were on the wall and like the grandma came out from the kitchen and was like, oh, Phil, you know, and like Jeff and Aline, oh, welcome. And then they were like, Sarah doesn't eat seafood. And they kept on, they kept on coming out and they kept on being like, shrimp too? And I was like, shrimp too. And they're like, we, we'll take care of you, it's okay. And then they brought out this platter eventually, like everybody else got all this shrimp and all this random fish stuff. And then they brought, and, like, and they kept on being like, are you, Sarah, you're gonna bring stuff for Sarah? And they're like, she's okay, she's okay. And then they brought me out, it was this amazing pasta and pork dish. And it was just, it was incredible. But then at the very end of this meal, they brought out, it was like this three-tiered stacked bottle. And one was yellow, and one was brown, and one was clear, and the yellow one was limoncello. The brown one, I have no idea, and the clear one, I have no idea, and we just slowly drank our way through the whole thing. And it was fantastic. I'm guessing, like, white and black sangria, or that's no, not it was, sorry. it was, I think that it was like a walnut liqueur. Nice. And then something else, I don't know. So I have no idea, but it was ristretto, really great. Yeah, like walnut, ristretto, and then, mm. that's awesome. And it was all in one bottle? Yeah, it was like it was like these three like little layered. mini bottles that then could stack on top of each other. Oh, okay. And once they stacked, they were the size of one bottle. That's and amongst cool. like five of us, we finished the whole thing off. That's, that's a good effort. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nice. How much time we got? How much time we got? Ooh, we got like nine minutes left. Is it lightning round time? It's uh -oh. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do the lightning uh -oh. round. I'm going to uh, find some... Uh, 
things to do our thing with. I can still drink this one, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. There's no rush. Enjoy. Okay. Well, I mean, technically there's nothing after this, but I want to be respectful. Yeah. We don't want to take up any more of your time. But we like to do a little bit of lightning round questions. Just okay. kind of not so serious, have a good time. I, was, I thought of a couple. I think Sean's thought of a couple. Um, but uh, the first one I think you've already answered, but I was going to ask just because it's space. But Star Trek or Star Wars? <laughs> I love them both for different reasons. I love Star Trek for the exploring new worlds and new civilizations. And I love <laughs> Star Wars just because Luke Skywalker is awesome. That's a good, it's almost a cop-out answer, but I like, I like the why you like them both. That's awesome. <laughs> I at least give reasons. I give, I give evidence for my cop-out nice. answer. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's like, at least you gave reasons. Uh, if you could, if you could serve, this one actually, somebody, somebody snuck this one to us who knows you, so. If you could serve on any uh, science fiction ship. Oh, God. And, but you have plot armor, so if, like you're not going to blow up if you choose the Death Star or something like that. But okay. what what ship would you serve on? Does it have to be a ship? Not necessarily. Okay, Deep Space Nine. Just just in yes. Deep Space yes. yes. Nice, nice, <laughs> awesome. Uh, should we nuke Mars? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no nuking Mars. And you got any, Sean? Uh, no, I was I was actually uh, contemplating uh, uh, which which glasses to use for our our, our, our final game. Just keep going with the alcohol. I'll handle. I'll, I'll, I'll carry this part. <laughs> you you worry about the boost. What is that glass? Nice. Oh, oh yeah. Um. So I mean, we kind of. But what's your favorite drink? Oh yeah, duh. Why don't we kind of talk about that? Oh, we... Um. So, I when it's drinking cocktails, I like martinis with gin, and I like. Stuff that's sort of old-fashioned based, but variations upon. Variations upon. Awesome. And... Uh, Otherwise, it's red wine. Oh, just red wine? Just red wine. What kind of red wine? Zinfandel, because I'm from California. So you like the big jam? I like red. the big jammy yeah. reds, Love yes. It. Awesome. I'm running out of stuff, Sean. <laughs> cleaning as fast as my, I can. My dog's name is Ginger. Yes. Uh, I was going <laughs> to... I have a son, he's eight. Tell him about penguins. Oh yeah. What about penguins? I went to Antarctica a couple years ago with my best friend Kim, who's in the audience. Nice. And we saw penguins and rocks and ice and also drank a lot, as I recall. <laughs> what do you drink in Antarctica? Uh, gin. Nice. <laughs> whatever they whatever you have. Whatever yes. It was a French boat. It was uh, it was wine and gin, I That's think, awesome. pretty much. How long were you up there? Down there. Um, down, down there. It well, was it was like a week relative. and a half trip, but it was only four days in Antarctica. Antarctica. Yeah, it took it takes a long time to get down there. <laughs> so yeah, we did a panel earlier this weekend that was about it was nominally about science in Antarctica. But it was mostly an excuse to show pictures of penguins. Penguins. Yeah. I was about to say it was mostly about penguins. That's my mom just got her first tattoo at fifty. Well, she got it a few years, but it was fifty-five, mm -hmm. and it's a penguin. Nice. It's Chili Willy. <laughs> so I have one tattoo, and it is a diagram from Johannes Kepler 
uh, tracing out the, uh, the, the orbit, the, the position of Mars in the night sky as observed from Earth, and it's how we figured out that the planets don't move in circular orbits. That's awesome. So it's simultaneously, it's just a pretty thing, and it's also incredibly nerdy yes. at the same time. Awesome. What's been your uh, favorite experience here at Con this week? This time at Con? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's been it's been a this this Con. I usually do space track. And this con, I've been invited onto a bunch of panels on on other other tracks, including Trek Track, which is really cool to be on Trek Track. And uh, so it was organized by a great science communicator and geophysicist named Mika McKinnon, and she basically set us up with plot scenarios and was like, "Okay, what do you do?" And it was plot scenarios out of Star Trek, and we got to behave like actual scientists on Star Trek and how would you behave, which was not being down an away team. It was like send robots and then sort of be like, okay, these people are on their own. We're going to go to the next planet. Sort of leave them there. Leave them there. <laughs> We're not messing with them. We're like, like, it was various months of like, poke them with a stick. Okay. <laughs> They're crazy. We're going to move on. Physics does not work that way. Let's move on. So that was a lot of fun. Nice. I'm ready. Uh-oh. Uh, so, so we have, we have a game that we... we, we for, I don't know what, why we do this, actually. Um, <laughs> as when we first conceived of the podcast, it was... Well, we should have some kind of game. And, and, and as bartenders, I, I actually... Fun. I don't usually do shots because they just get you drunk too quick. And these are not full shots. These are like... I mean, you can kind of see how much it is. Okay. Because... It's just kind of abusive, I feel. But um, in in that vein, one of these is Malort, the uh, the astringent, dry pine saw, <laughs> and two of them are whiskey. Uh, the uh, this uh, 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 small batch. I was seventeen ninety. The seventeen ninety two. What's the other name of this? I always get it messed up. Barton's. That's it. So uh, these are in no specific order anymore, and I honestly don't even know which ones are which, but. You always get to choose first as our guest. Okay. TC, since uh, I poured, you can you can pick. He already lost once today. I acknowledge the to this. We actually, we, this, is, this is the first time we've done this our, our show this weekend, because uh, we're recording for season two, and uh, so far it's it's one one one. TC, TC lost once, I lost once, our guest lost once. <laughs> What counts to losing? Getting the Malort. Uh, getting the Malort. <laughs> <laughs> the I'll, I'll right. actually, I'll preface this with one other thing. Right. There, there, is a, there is a Malort 5K in Chicago. Yes. The winner gets one bottle, the loser gets two. <laughs> <laughs> so, cheers, <Thanks>. kids. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what constitutes losing. <laughs> your eyeballs return to your head. <laughs> and the thing, so so um, uh, wormwood, which is in Malort, that's what all Malort is. Wormwood is the scientific name is uh, absinthium, so it is the granddaddy of absinthe. But um, absinthe is actually is is very sweet mm-hmm. overall. Uh, so you take out all the sweetness and any of the fun herbs. 
I was gonna say because that whiskey's really good. Whiskey's fucking great. All right, right now I can spray now. Um, yeah. All right. And, and, wow, it is exactly eleven o'clock. Uh, so I believe that is our show. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank I Thank you for inviting it. me. This is a lot of fun. Yeah. We we're, we're exci- really, uh, honestly, we were asked to go down a list of people like, uh, who could do that. Um, and we're like, I, I don't know who to invite on, but uh, yeah, Mars Rover 2020 lead, that sounds really awesome. So, yeah, we we're very, very excited to have you on. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. So, yeah, thanks for having us. You were a great guest. Thank you. And cheers, everyone. Cheers. cheers. Oh, and also, just as we always sign up, drink responsibly. And if you do happen to, to need to go somewhere else, get a safe ride home. Cheers. Thank you, guys. Yes, get them. Yeah, it looks good. Thank you. Absolutely. Oh, those are so cool. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to the second half of our interview with Dr. Sarah Milkovich. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we hope you, of course, are drinking responsibly, always getting a safe ride home. And if you like this episode, if you listen to it, please give us a like on Apple Podcasts, on whatever streaming service you're listening to. Say hello to us uh, at Wasted K Podcasts uh, on Instagram, on Twitter. Um, we're on Facebook as well. And if you're in the Atlanta area or if you happen to know that uh, Sean or TC are traveling to a conference near you, feel free to say hi and let's uh, get together and have a drink. Cheers. <laughs>